0: zombies have taken over the world and the world needs heroes. Hi folks, Timothy Harvey, the Outbreak Challenge, outbreakchallenge.com has become a sponsor of Zompocalypse. Now use your real life steps and exercise to run from and battle the zombies on an interactive fitness adventure in the apocalyptic wasteland. And you can do this alone. You can do it with your friends, see who survives. They have 17 different races and challenges to choose from. All of them have unique stories and themes. If you survive the challenge, they'll send you a real life medal. Now this thing will easily pair with your Fitbit, your Apple Watch, other smart wearables. It is definitely a fun way to stay in shape or get back in shape after the last couple of years. We could probably all use some help with that. Now, if you wanna try the Outbreak Challenge for yourself, you can save 15% off by going to their website, outbreakchallenge.com, pick the race you want and enter in the code zombie run to save 15% off that's our coupon code zombie run which you get as listeners of the show to take advantage of the outbreak challenge try this out for yourself see if it works for you thanks so much folks and now let's get into our episode do you fear the zombie uprising
1: are you prepared to survive what's coming if you listen very carefully You might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now.
0: Hi folks, and welcome to Bad Analogy Theater. (coughs) (laughs) Or better known as Zompocalypse Now. I am Timothy Harvey. And I'm Dusted.
1: And I'm Curtis.
0: And on tonight's episode of Things What Be Undead, we have The Walking Dead. And this is the second part of the three part final season. Got all my little parts. This is, there. This
2: is the, the second part of the three parts s- final seasons. The first part of the f- season finale there's one
1: third that we have watched and we have watched five sixths of
0: two two thirds
2: if i have six apples (laughs) and you have seven apples and we all throw them at tim how many pies can we bake oh man
0: folks um you are now prepared to take the test all right. Um, yeah. So the name of the episode is called Warlords and the Terminator reunion tour uh, marches on as Michael Bain joins the cast for an episode, uh, which Wait, means we now have was- had Nick Stahl, Michael Bain, uh, Robert Patrick. We're just shy, um, you know. Who was Michael Bain in the Terminator?
1: He was Reese, Kyle Reese.
0: In the first one.
1: Wait, that <laughs> now I recognize him.
0: So yeah, no, the need...
2: warlord.
0: We need Arnold Schwarzenegger and Lyndall Hamilton, and we'll have the complete set. Well, Edward Furlong, too.
2: And and Claire Danes.
0: Oh, hey. That's... We're
2: not gonna get Edward Furlong. They don't there's not enough money in the world to get
1: Eddie Furlong. They'd have had the money in Terminator days, though.
2: Wow, he's, he wasn't a thing quite yet, you know. Well, he's almost not a thing right now. Well, there's One that. None of so, us are really things. We're all might, things. Oh, oops, should somebody Google whether or not Edward Furlong is alive before we make this? He's show? alive. He's geez, he's alive. alive. He
0: was. He did motion capture for the last Terminator film. That's weird. So he could get so characters never seen so that. off. Anyway, um, so you now um well more on him later. Bad neighbors. This is a this is a show about bad neighbors,
2: you know. And I was thinking at some point, I feel like Gabriel would have hit the Rick and Morty precipice where he's like, you know what. There's no way I'm not on a TV show. This keeps happening specifically to me. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like, how many times am I going to have to be in literally this exact situation?
1: <laughs> he was right, though. He a shit <laughs> plan.
0: Oh, he was having a whole lot of I'm not having this shit on this episode. (laughs) It's great. I just his every every bit of Gabriel in this episode was great. Yes. Um,
1: and this episode was called Bad Neighbors.
0: No, it's called Warlords, but its subtext is the Commonwealth are bad neighbors.
1: Yeah. They're there, it's just a
2: squadron of Karen's. I cannot wait for Lance to get his comeuppance. I cannot wait because, okay, all right. So I know we have established that in the comic book, Lance survives. He lives throughout the whole thing, but TV is not comic book. And you can't create somebody this nasty and slimy on TV and not have them just Eat it super hard. <laughs> oh, I have great
0: faith that they are going to kill him off. I'm okay. So we got a new character introduced this episode. A very happy smiley person who immediately puts your teeth on edge. Because Toby, Toby Carlson is that kind of chipper person that you look at him and think, yes, yes, you do have a head in the refrigerator.
1: I'd be interested to know if he's actually from Kansas City. you just makes you say he, that? He feels like a Kansas City actor to me.
0: He actually looks really familiar and I'm not sure who the actor is. We we'll need to look that up. But... Uh,
2: well... This episode is told like an episode of Black Mirror. Uh, or not Black Mirror, of uh, Black Summer. Mm. A bit uh, like that. Be- and that, I thought, was really interesting. A lot of monologuing, though, especially up front. Well, I like we the way start it- at the beginning. Which of, beginning? Of Maggie, I think. Okay. So, uh, Maggie's story is kind of a bookend for what's going on people are leaving hilltop in droves well trickling because there's no they only have enough to trickle right but if they had more it would be droves it would be droves and and she is very determined to not take uh the commonwealth up on their offer she feels really strong like she got bad vibes And now that's it. Herschel's daughter is in charge and she is going to do what she thinks is right. And there's not going to be any stopping her. This is of course causing people to be like, why are you doing this? Why are we fighting and suffering for nothing? And and, and Lydia decides that she's going to leave and go to the Commonwealth. Uh, And that guy that wore that mask that we thought was going to be badass, but turned out to be real pussy, see um he apparently likes lydia for some reason lydia's very likable
1: well and some kind of fucking green arrow superhero too by the way
2: oh yeah he's good he's good at with uh he's good at shoot with arrow at people yeah (laughs) yep it's, it's 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 that
1: was an uncanny shot i've seen i've seen similar things happen though is the thing
0: well, I mean, you've got a lot of time to practice. I mean, it is the zombie apocalypse. You've got a lot of moving targets to work on.
1: And Ted Nugent can shoot an arrow straight up in the air and it'll land right where he wants it.
2: It's it's bizarre. Well, that's, um, that's what you get. Somebody out there is going to like Ted
1: Nugent and they're going to go, oh, that's cool.
2: Yeah, but
0: never mind
1: he's a yeah. maniac with horrible ideas but my goodness is he a skill do
2: you player? remember in the early oddies when he like it like Ted Nugent was like a whole thing for a little while
1: yeah, yeah. like
2: you where it was like hey, hey let's 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 trot out Ted Nugent to be crazy at us yeah and then you know and then they're like okay crazy go back to your ranch <laughs> Well, anyway, so uh, this guy comes riding up on a horse and it is so obvious that it is somebody from, from the, uh, the Commonwealth. He is way too clean and he is wearing a polo shirt. And, <laughs> and he falls into Lydia's arms and he's like, they're slaughtering them. They're killing them all. And then he dies. And he gives her a map And so Lydia decides she's not going to leave just yet. She's going to figure out what's going on with this map that this, this, you know, uh, lands end model gave her. And then she was, she's maybe going to leave after that. And so Maggie decides that she is going to go with her, uh, because Lydia is so important to, to her based on their established backstory together over several seasons. Yes. Are we not going to jump in to the. You, uh, just, did that joke just I not no, land? I got nothing. no. No, it,
0: it, it landed. I just. I <laughs> waiting. I, I felt like there's going to be more to it. Um, yes. Well, okay. And the, here's the problem with the time jump thing that we get is that so many of these character relationships that we really don't see develop are sort of just, we're told about them. Yeah, and there's this thing called "show don't tell" when it comes to TV and film. That unless it you're in a hard sometimes when you sit there and go you mean so much to me it's like you guys met like for thirty seconds two seasons ago and you haven't been in the same room
2: since right. But- and, you know, I think that, you know, because they're trying to get us to the place where they can start this new war at, for the whole of next, of part three of season 10, mm-hmm. um, that they're kind of rushing through some of that stuff. I really think it was a bad idea for them to do the to give themselves that six month time frame, you know, because they're, like you said, they're really having to press some stuff in you know that we are just not getting to see like Lydia and Maggie becoming friends.
0: Well I think there's something they're trusting and this is this is I can I can see the logic here. I just don't think it works. They're trusting that because we've had the experience with these characters before that we'll just say okay that's fine.
1: Yeah. Um, you know I would have Maggie's monologue there I when she when she says When before all this happened, I lived with my daddy on a family farm. Yeah, and the men come. I wish that she would have told the story that and the
2: men came.
1: And the men came, and they dropped off some food, and we just left it to (laughs) her.
2: And I love. Okay, so go ahead. Go ahead. Uh,
1: Yeah. Anyway, I'm. I'm just. I'm just saying. I, I would have liked it if she would have recounted a story that we have seen in the context of the show you know something that we could think back on that would that would you know i think i would have enjoyed that a lot more than this made-up story about uh corporate farmers yeah it would have been nice
2: i think maybe if she had done you know when all this first started we ended up in a prison and we worked real hard to make that work but that it didn't so we walked down the same road in atlanta For about three years
1: you know every goddamn every goddamn time we met a community it was led by
0: some fucking nut (laughs) i think it was i think it was a lovely a lovely heartfelt callback to everybody getting a two and a half minute monologue in season two
2: And the funny thing is, is that it does not like, it does not work at all because Lydia is like, We're running out of money monologues. (laughs) Yeah. Because she was like, You just let the food rot on the cat. Like, (laughs) and and Maggie's like, Well, yeah. And she's like, Why did you have, you didn't have to live that way? And I feel like that's a disservice to the fact that Maggie is ultimately right to be throwing all these doubts at her, like all these doubters at her, especially in this thing where she's like trying to convince somebody that, that going the hard road is the right thing to do in this situation and have that person be like, fuck the hard road. They have a Cinnabon. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: it's, it's not unreasonable for them to take the chance, given the knowledge that they have. Right. Yeah. But it's also not unreasonable for them to not trust a goddamn thing
0: um, yeah well, but i think I think there's also the fact that <coughs> excuse me um, there's two things happening here. One is, yes, they have had n- nothing but bad experiences with other settlements that's looked too good to be true or sounded too good to be true. The difference is that the Commonwealth has been around for a long time as a model of the old times it's got a movie theater it's got a dentist office it's got you know Cinnabon this is these are all things this is the Cinnabon episode um this is so where the other groups that they've encountered the other little communities they've encountered they've all collapsed by now or they or Rick and company helped them collapse helped Um, so the fact that that the commonwealth is still around all this time later after the fall of of the world that makes it real attractive. Plus they've got toothpaste and soap and somebody who cuts their hair because there's some serious styled hair on this show. And, and the mega, mega,
1: mega maniacal uh, uh, douchebag at the helm is
0: the problem.
2: Well, standing a little too close to the helm, you know,
0: well, it, you always need an evil grand vizier, you know. you You need to have the, you need to have the the evil advisor to try and uh, tear it all down. I mean, that's just classic storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. But the the other thing is is that Maggie is right to be skeptical because it's all too good to be true, and, and they've had plenty of experience with that, haven't
2: they? They have. Like I said, Gabriel is literally going, is it just me? (laughs) I mean, every single time, every time I'm in, I end up in a, in a apartment building where I have to, you know, fight my way to the ground level to survive. 12 hours and
1: three minutes ago, I was given a service.
2: Right.
0: Well, and we've sort of had the boomerang again, where Gabriel is back where his faith is mattering um we the last time we saw gabriel before the time jump he was i'm not even sure i believe in god anymore yeah and now he's you know giving services and that's and that's fine because i didn't like the change where he wasn't sure he believed anymore but i, I like the loved, fact that he, i like that he was back into being at the pulpit
1: I loved his monologue in this i did i thought well number one i thought it was well delivered and and i, I thought it was comp- i i you know on a personal note i like to hear people talk about their faith Ah. because it always makes them happy you know and uh um i'm also trying to figure it out but you know
2: i liked his monologue Mm. and i liked that um that his his thing was about you know like becoming a family becoming a group and we are introduced tonight to a group that that is happening to that these are not bad people that we come ultimately come across
0: well we don't uh, they don't appear to be bad people i'm hoping they're not bad people because they actually seem okay but we've had plenty of experiences where that has not turned out to be the case
2: so anyway um Maggie uh, is, goes out to f- help uh, Lydia and that kid who wore that mask and we thought it was going to be really cool uh, for like one second, then he turned out to be a total pussy uh, to figure out what's going on. And they run into some Commonwealth soldiers who have been zombified. And as they're standing over the Commonwealth zombie soldiers, uh, who, who should, should approach but Aaron. And then it, it goes back in time to Aaron convincing Gabriel to go on a mission with him as a, as an ambassador for the Commonwealth to try and bring new people into the community. Everything's going to go so smoothly. It's going to be great. His boss is a little bit of a weirdo, but it's going to be just fine. (laughs) And it turns out the boss is, is like you said, he is that guy who's like, is everybody doing okay on this Monday?
0: Yeah.
2: You know, he seems too happy, too chill. He's
0: got that camp camp counselor thing going on. He's a he's he it, it, he's a youth pa- he's a youth pastor at a Christian summer camp, right? There's a uh what I was when I was a kid, we used to go to camp camp Tomashinga, camp Tomashinga. Uh, wait, no, or, or no, it was camp Twakany. To uh, which is um in northeast kansas and you know the you'd go and you'd do a lot of things that were sort of native american inspired did they, did, did they touch you dude is it hard to talk no no it wasn't it wasn't that kind of camp <laughs>
2: Nobody touched him for years. Nobody touches
0: me now. It's all right.
2: Anyway, so um I crave human contact. Um
0: <laughs> I'm so alone. Um anyway, um, so yeah, I mean, but no, he's just he's got that he's got that smile that is that makes you feel like there's something deeply wrong. And it turns out
2: Well. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't see this twist coming at all. I thought that this was, I was not, I was sold. I I guess I've known too many youth pastors in my life and he hit that so good that I was like, oh, he's obviously an idiot and it's going to cause everything to go bad." And also with that's totally
1: where I was at. That's right where I was at. He's going to get them all killed fantastic.
2: It doesn't help that the fourth person that is on this mission with them is like the guy that showed up dead at the beginning of the episode. (laughs) Was like, oh no, we're all gonna die. Oh, I mean, he's
0: got first person to die tattooed on his forehead. If this was a Star Trek episode, he'd be in a red shirt.
1: Isn't he wearing like a sweater tied around his neck? Yeah, at one point. Jeezum, Pete.
0: Yeah, he's he's cannon fodder. That's that's all he yep.
1: is he's somebody's son, Tim. He's
0: then he's cannon fodder junior. I mean he's just,
1: <laughs> probably if his dad if he takes after his dad or something, he's got no dad. He's got no
2: dad. He doesn't even have a backstory. He's just boy boy sent to die. I'm in training. <laughs> yeah, so anyway. Um, they they go to this community and it seems to be going bad because first they get there and the uh, apartment complex is huge. And Gabriel is like, there's no way. There's too many people in here. Uh, it is, you know, we need to rethink this. we need to ex- observe these people a little bit. We cannot go walking up with all these soldiers like, we need to, you know, this is not a good plan. We're, this is a plan is bad. I, I'm not doing it. And the, the counselor guy's like, oh, it's going to be great. It's going to be fine. And Gabriel's like, how many people have you brought in at the most? And he's like, four. He's like, <laughs> oh, we're great. We're all going to die. Thank you. Thank you, Aaron, for inviting me to the place where y'all die. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Aaron's also going oh oh this this guy's yep
2: yep we made a mistake and so they try they kind of try and get him to call it off but he refuses and it's like look we'll go up you guys will be charming and it'll be great we'll get in and it'll be fine and so they go up and they're able to like get through the front gates and there's this gorgeous nose pierced hipster girl who lets them in? Well, yeah. And... So,
0: so the door opens and they start walking out. Dustin goes,
2: Oh no, it's hipsters.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she was a charming little ragamuffin. Right. Oh, and
0: she's got that, she's got that cold stare with because she's looking you up and down, going.
2: I don't like your coffee order. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you don't sure get the extra i guess of we chocolate. can make it with a ravica beads <laughs> you know so anyway so they get in and the the leader is like sitting behind this desk he's putting on a big show about like i've killed raiders and my community is strong and blah 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 blah, blah. and uh and at first it seems like things are going to go off the rails and these people are going to be crazy and, and then all of a sudden, the camp counselor guy just, like, jumps up, pops the dude in the face, grabs his gun out of his hand and shoots two, two guys and, like, shoots him and is like, okay, we're on the on the new new track. This is all, this has all been a ruse. And uh, and Aaron and Gabriel are like, what the legitimate fuck just happened? Mm-hmm,
0: <laughs> uh, mm-hmm.
2: Which allows us to go back in time again.
0: Well, hold on. Before we go back in time, let's talk about Michael Bean for a minute. Because he's playing the, the leader of this group. And at first, he's comes across like what we've come to expect from the leader of every group in The Walking Dead that is not Rick. Which is, oh, look, it's another crazy person. Shocked. Shocked I am. Please note my shocked face. Do you see yeah, it? Can yeah, you the- feel the, the intensity of my shocked face coming through. How can you
1: say that, though?
0: Because that came out of nowhere. Well, but the thing is, is that he is... He's acting like a crazy person, but what he's saying is actually perfectly reasonable. Yeah. Yeah. He's being very logical and very sensible, and he's, he's shouting...
2: Supermanic about it.
0: But he's saying, he's actually saying very, very smart and sensible things. Where do you guys come from? We can't tell you that. Why not? You know where I live. How dumb do you have to be to think that I am going to recognize the disadvantage I'm at if you know where I am and I don't know where you are. Right. And we don't trust people who come in here saying, all smiley, happy things, because they have a tendency to lie, which... Gabriel and Aaron are like, well, yeah, sure. And I mean, he's he's Michael Bain just
2: chewing the scenery here. Mm-hmm. But he's right. <laughs> Turns out, <laughs> right, and that's why I say it felt like he was putting on a strong performance of like crazy. And but this guy, I mean, obviously, like he's got the with the group that you eventually see that he is the leader of. Mm-hmm um i think what you're supposed to infer is that they put on one of the things that they do is they have a very strong offensive line and they Mm -hmm. put on a really strong uh presence and then there are people but there are people behind that line that they want to protect it's Mm -hmm. the exact opposite of the group that we had with the soldiers earlier this season where we actually
1: questioned if there were people behind them they were protecting
2: yeah, we couldn't never show it. It's like what?
0: Yeah.
2: So, so we we do get to see that you know there. I so I, I had this feel like a feeling like it was a little bit of a performance that he was putting on of you know don't fuck with me, fellows. This yeah. is my first rodeo. Well,
0: and, and I think that's a fairly that's a fairly logical impression to have from it.
2: It's my Faye Dunaway from uh, Mommy Dearest can i hear it again don't fuck with me fellas this is my first rodeo she says it to the doing the, the pepsi, pepsi thing, thing. Yeah. yeah 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 i like that part yeah <laughs> mate uh uh most of that book was uh refuted by the way and uh proved to not be correct well given that didn't her daughter play her daughter
1: no Why did I think that? I have really enjoyed that movie because
2: of that. Now I don't give a shit. I know that you're thinking... You're thinking... No. No, that wasn't her daughter. I don't don't think it was her daughter anyway.
1: I thought her daughter... The daughter
2: wrote the book, Mommy... No. The daughter wrote the book, Mommy Dearest. Right. So As a vehicle for her stardom. Well, it turns out that it was mainly just bullshit because um everybody everybody her twin brother her other adopted siblings they were all like no this never happened none of these things happened <laughs> so anyway
0: we digress
1: as usual i don't that was awesome <laughs> so anyway
2: um things have gone to shit and we get to find out why things have gone to the shit mm-hmm. uh and who is behind it Fucking Lance is behind it. Because when things go to shit, who's behind it? It's Lance. And what had happened was the youth pastor guy really was super youth pastoring. He was clean cut and he uh, he was sober and he was having a great time and he was really fulfilled by going out and finding people that needed help. And Lance calls him into his office and it's like, um, I actually need you to go and murder like just a ton of people. And and the guy's like, I don't really murder people anymore, Lance. And the guy's like, and Lance is like, pretty please. And actually, the guy's it's like,
0: less like pretty please. And it's more like, you know, all the nice things that you have right now, they can all go away. Right. And the guy looks at him and it's like, don't harsh my Zen, man. Are you, are you feeling tired of living, Lance?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Right. And, you know, that was really good. I like that. Um, and then Lance does the perfect, like, this is a This is like the blocking of this is straight out of the movie Gaslight. Mm-hmm. Because Lance says, oh, well, you know. I just wanted to get revenge because these guys murdered a bunch of our soldiers. and they were all just kids and he turns his back to the guy and his face does this. I'm evil. And I'm lying to you like grimace. And the guy's like, it was all kids. I need to, to, you know, from the children, it was the orphan children that got killed <laughs> and he's like, fine, Lance, I will go do your killing for you. Uh, and then they come up together with the plan of sending Aaron and Gabriel in with him. And and like, literally, this is again Lance not knowing who the fuck he is dealing with. He, the guy's like, What if this goes sideways? Well, these guys like they'll fall in line, they always fall in line. Like <laughs> I just, I laughed. I legitimately was like, ah! You have no idea what's happening when that happened on the screen.
0: (laughs) This is the biggest issue that all of the villains of The Walking Dead have had since the beginning. Is that our main characters are just relentlessly stubborn people.
2: Mm.
0: who are really really bad at being told what to do
2: well and not only that but they are not gonna like if they if they they're not you know they have dealt with literally this situation on so many different occasions that as soon like as soon as like oh oh you're cr- you're crazy and evil they, they just are just not they're not gonna fall in line they're gonna be like oh you're crazy and evil we've got to murder the fuck out of you now <laughs> which is exactly what happens like first uh the youth pastor guy is like punching the leader and he's like you know tell pistol us where the- whipping
1: the shit out yeah of.
2: tell us where the guns are and the guy's like we don't have your guns we don't have your guns and uh and then he shoots him in the head. <laughs> yeah. And Gabriel starts like playing with the body. And Gabriel walks up and decks him right in the face, and uh, and of course he gets put in handcuffs. Uh, but well, Aaron, that happened.
0: That happened before the death.
2: Was it before he got shot? Right. Yeah.
0: He, he pistol him a couple of times, and then Gabriel was Punched like, yeah. "We're not going to do this anymore." And. Uh, Second
1: time he, he pistol whipped him. He just snuck around the corner and went kapow. Yeah.
2: And so like, so I, you know, then he puts Aaron in in handcuffs and starts playing with the body. And that was like, Oh, great. This is. (laughs) And so uh, Aaron tries to escape no, first dummy, the little kid, little little guy Good. who is just in this episode to die. Turtle. He tries to escape. And and, and the youth pastor goes out and shoots him in the back as he's riding off on the horse that he's eventually found on. And uh, and so then Aaron and him have like a little showdown, uh, where he's like, What are you, what is this doing? He's like, This is the other side of what we do. And it's like, no, you don't, you don't tell somebody, this is the other side of what you do six months into the job. You, you have to make clear the, the parameters of the position when you're offering it. You can't just be like, so Aaron, um, I see here that you used to be, uh, uh, like, a peacekeeper with the UN or whatever the fuck you just said you did. And, and, you know, you're good at with people and you used to be a recruiter for Alexandria. And we'd like for you to come in and do that again. Um, uh, you may at at some point uh, in the course of your duties have to be a uh, shock trooper and murder uh, whole whole communities and towns, but it's fine. Very rarely will that come up in in uh, the course of your duty. So, how do you feel about that? It's triple protection made simple. Well, um, uh, will I get an apartment? <laughs> Well, yeah, and a and a and a, a per annum because you know even though we're uh, we could create a utopia, uh, we're gonna go back to having money. Oh, interesting! I bet healthcare is expensive too. Oh, it's gonna be fuck expensive. Like, like things are so rare now. Do you know how much gauze is gonna cost? You'll never be able to pay off splinters. Well, it's a good thing
1: I'm one of the rich ones. <laughs> Pretty much.
0: Welcome to Walking Dead Theater.
2: (laughs) I like when we do little plays.
0: (laughs) But the interesting thing is, is that the person giving this speech is someone who has apparently for several years not been the person on the other side of this. He's been doing the good, positive stuff. He hasn't been out here killing people. That was right. the whole point of the character going, I don't want to do that anymore. Um, so it's a, it, it it looks an awful lot like he told himself he didn't want to do that anymore and that he right. liked being nice and pleasant. But when the opportunity came for him to kill a lot of people, he was like, yeah, I do kind of like this. This is fun. Because he was a little so, too, little too cheerful with it.
1: Yeah. Oh, man. The level of his psychosis is just—he really needed that Zen stuff. I mean, yeah, that was what held him together, and he just fell right apart. Mm -hmm. But you know, we learned he's a former CIA guy, so we—so that's new. That's something that they haven't done, right? These super soldier, fucking James Bond type.
2: Yeah, and it's gonna suck. You know, like because you know oh, he would have kicked
1: Aaron's ass so bad too
2: well yeah except you know that eventually it's going to end up you know him getting owned by one or both of them or Maggie will show up and like scar him with a something and you know we're not going to get any cool fights is what I'm saying I don't don't see that happening
1: No, well, we I, I I'm still going to keep my fingers
0: crossed. Well, we we discover that the young man on the horse um, got the horse um, from,
2: from Negan. Negan, who was there the whole time. He <laughs> he left to find a new life and found this community. And who should show up immediately after he finds this the community? Fucking Alexandrians, like you. Know, <laughs> well he, but it's
0: not surprising because again everything takes place within a five minute walk of everywhere else you know, you know what happened to me
1: tonight
0: when he goes to you know
1: when he realizes that uh, maggie's friends are in trouble he he goes out of his way he writes writes a note or puts a location on a map and sends this little motherfucker on his way and uh And I didn't even think for a second that it was weird that he would be helping her. He killed her husband.
2: I forgot that tonight. And hates those guys. Yeah. But he's, you know, he's a good guy now. Well, Mm -hmm. well, we
1: realized that maybe,
2: you know, well, I mean, of course,
1: of course, Mm. turn the heel into the the hero.
0: I don't know. Again, we the Negan redemption tour is not a complete journey, um, or I'm not ready for it to be a complete journey. The Negan being not quite redeemed is fine with me, but Negan has always been a smart person. He's a very canny person. He's a person who looks at the situation and figures out the best way for him to stay alive. If he's part of your group, He's going to try and figure out ways for you to stay alive. Mm -hmm. And he knows that even though Maggie would love to see him dead, he knows that Maggie cares about Aaron and Gabriel. And basically she will bring the wrath of God down upon anyone who's going to hurt her friends so i mean he it's it's a good tactical move right but of course in negan's in negan's uh, uh, favor here he doesn't run away from the building which is now swarming with commonwealth soldiers he turns on and goes back in Mm -hmm. with this new lady who's very nice i don't think she has a name yet she's very nice
2: Yes. And she is also one of the things that makes me, leads me to believe that This is like, okay. Community because mm-hmm. the people that they're with, like that Negan ends up introducing. Um, oh, he ends, he goes in and saves Gabriel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and Aaron of course goes and meets up with Maggie. So they're on their way and, and Negan saves Gabriel. And they end up in an apartment with like the most adorable little teens and grandparents. It's a Bennington ad. Yeah. <laughs> and so, uh, so she does this really rallying speech where she's like, you know, yes, he was our leader, but he was not our fir- he was not our first leader, and he won't be our last leader. And we know this place a hell of a lot better than they do. And let's, you know, protect what's ours. And and uh, and Megan's like, oh, that was really good. And she was like, they needed to hear it.
0: He said, "It that's really good with the subtext of being, you know, we're all going to die, right?" Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: so that's kind of where it ends because the youth pastor ends up like we're coming in, we're you know starts killing people randomly and indiscriminately, and and tossing uh,
0: them hold on, tossing them off the roof of the building. Yes, and we see two of them get tossed off. We hear the rest of them get tossed off from the point of view of, the, of Negan and his little group. Mm-hmm. So you get to hear the scream come from above and go below. And I thought that was an effective way of, A, saving money on th- throwing extras off roof. Yeah. <laughs> But roof, uh, but also giving you a sense of what, you know, is going through the minds of the people in the room. Right, but they're and not there's the. Lo, there's, that, there's
1: a lovely speech by that very nice lady. Yeah, and she talks about family and sticking together, and you know, which is what Gabriel said almost verbatim.
2: Yeah, earlier in the episode. Yeah,
0: but Maggie is inside the building now, and they've already taken out a Commonwealth soldier, so it's Die Hard
2: in The Walking Dead. Right. And again, this is what makes it so irritating to me that they're trying to couch this as um, as Alexandrians and, and hilltop people are going to be divided in this war uh, with the Commonwealth. Because the minute, like the minute that they said, okay, Daryl, you're going to go and attack your good friend Maggie over at the hilltop He'd be like, okay, yeah, I'll pretend I'm going to do that until I get there and then I have to kill all of you. Which
0: inexplicably, because Daryl is a god-awful actor, um, they will believe.
2: Yeah. It's just, you know.
1: I'm going to I guess I'm going to go to
0: <laughs> That's uh, Daryl, the character, not of course the actor who plays. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, Norman yeah. Daryl, Reedus.
0: I guess, yeah.
1: I guess we got to do this stuff or something. I don't know.
2: Norman Reed. I don't know if we. How long has it been since we've talked hair. about actual Norman Reedus? Because that dude is just fascinating. <laughs> like he, you know, have you ever heard him talk about like how he became an actor? No. Okay. Should we look that up on Google? I mean, you can if you want. I can tell you basically. Oh. Um, he, was, he was at an art show for his own art that he had had, was at a, had a local gallery. And he was there and, like, you know, showing art that he had made at this gallery because he is an accomplished artist. And uh, this guy came up to him and said, I really like your art. Uh, have you ever considered doing any modeling? And Norman Reedus said, well, I have these fantastic cheekbones. I've never thought about modeling, but why the hell not? And so he did that. And that's what led him to to becoming an actor. Oh, he also is a musician. And he, you know, like lives in an RV and he's just fascinating.
0: And unfortunately he got a concussion um within the last couple of weeks so they actually had to delay some of the shooting on the final episodes of the walking dead main series because he got injured he's recovering so that's all right
1: everybody was freaking out though
0: well he's got a spinoff series
1: better believe it you know i mean they he's a cash cow
0: for those guys they can't be letting his noggin get all mushy well we gotta get we gotta get his spinoff series going so that we can have the Maggie and Negan spinoff series, and then we have the crossover episodes.
2: Yeah, Because even though they're going to be nowhere near each other, of course there's going to be crossover episodes. Of course. If the Negan and Maggie series is not about Negan and Maggie as uh, as newlyweds moving into a zany apartment building in New York City and having to deal with life, love, and zombies, I am not gonna be happy
0: if it that is. That is be a lot of literally the only happy.
2: thing I will accept. <laughs> Naked like, and Maggie.
1: Like- like that girl with zombies?
2: <laughs> yes. You know, Negan and Maggie had a rough road to romance. You <laughs> killed my husband. I should have killed you too. Oh, well, here they are trying to make it work in the big city. New York's still around, even though it's been two years, 10 years into the zombie apocalypse. I You're can't not believe- my dad. I will hit you with this baseball bat.
1: I can't believe this salami is still good.
0: <laughs> the uh, style
2: Theater style
0: <laughs> every every wednesday through sunday with i'm looking forward to that show the weekend.
1: exactly like you said it has to be exactly like you said i'm looking forward to that show because i'll be honest i you know henry henry dong dangerson is a fine fine actor and i like to watch him do his thing yeah, yeah henry, henry
2: dong, dean man. anderson harold Dean.
0: Herbie, Dean. Richard Daniels, Dean
2: first. Anderson. Huh?
0: Dude. Is that what it is? Are you thinking Richard Dean Anderson from Stargate? Yeah, I don't maybe. know. Maybe. Yeah. He should be in this show.
2: <laughs> yeah, he might be. <laughs> There's oh,
1: just a Stargate episode. I mean, very end. And everybody just <sighs> fucks off to, to Wookie
0: land. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Let's, uh let's do this again because we've got uh you know another episode in this part of the series and then it's into the end run for The Walking Dead. We've got Fear of the Walking Dead coming back up. Do you, do you think we should live stream
1: for the very last episode?
0: We can probably come up with something for come come up with something for that. So yeah. All right, folks. Well, we'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. You can leave us a comment. You can leave us a rating on the various app that you're listening to us on. That would be fantastic. Ratings, of course, are useful things in the podcast business. And uh, we hope that you will join us for our next episode. But as always, we appreciate you guys listening.
2: We appreciate you. We do. We like you.
0: That's not what Dustin says when we're off the air, but
2: we don't like think, we,
1: we we would like you to comment because it would remove any doubts that you're able to comment.
0: We just, thank we just you, hope Tim. there's somebody out there listening. <laughs> We're not just speaking into the void. No, It's all right. All right. Well, thank you guys. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. Thank you, Curtis. Thank you, Tim. And again, folks, thanks for listening. We'll see you on our next episode of Zompocalypse Now. Zompocalypse Now is produced and recorded by Timothy Harvey, Dustin Adair, and Curtis Smith for Just Some Guy Productions. All rights reserved.